the volume. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. The 3 and Out podcast is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There is no better place to bet every moment more than with FanDuel. With football ending, we have the NBA rolling, March Madness right around the corner, and my personal favorite, betting on the PGA Tour. I cannot recommend it enough. You get winnings fast, and winnings are also delivered in under two hours. It's a fun to combine multiple bets from the same game parlay. No big deal. NBA, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson. That would be what I would do. If you are new, just download the FanDuel app. To get started now, sign up with promo code Colin so they know we sent you. What is going on? Happy weekend. A little weekend mailbag. Recording this on a Friday. As, uh, you know, the football calendar mellows out. Most teams are pretty dead set for the next month on the draft. Meeting with prospects. Sending coaches out to work out prospects. Meeting as a staff. Putting their draft boards together. So it'll... It'll mellow out, not as much. There are no Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill trades happening, I would imagine. Uh, As of recording this, we are officially on Tiger Woods' watch. Uh, Will he or will he not play the Masters? My gut says he does, just because of reading everyone on the internet. It's not like I know the guy. I hope he does. Uh, And we got the Masters next week. So at, at John Middlecoff is the Instagram this is Three and Out Podcast. If you listen uh, through Colin's feeds, please subscribe to the separate podcast. I mean, it's the same podcast, but my feed. And leave a review if you could. Apple, iTunes. Share it with your friends. You can share it with your enemies as well. Uh, this is just a mailbag, a little weekend mailbag. At John Middlecoff is my Instagram. Slide up in the, in the DMs and get your question answered here on the pod. We obviously do football questions here. If you have golf questions for the Go Low pod, which we put out in the middle of the week, you're going to have a huge podcast next week for Augusta. At Go Low Pod uh, is the golf podcast Instagram. Slide up in those DMs. Ask any question you want. I'm playing golf tomorrow, so I, I'm uh, I'm excited. Actually, I'm going to play golf today too. I'm recording this Friday morning. Uh, a lot of golf, you know. People are like I can't wait to retire and play golf. It's like shit. I play golf in uh, a lot. Okay, let's dive into uh, some questions from Clinton. I was curious what your thoughts are about the Chargers draft needs. And if you think it would be beneficial to trade down, possibly. I like Jordan Davis, but seeing as we got two DTs through free agency, I believe we need to take a look elsewhere. I believe cornerback and wide receiver is a must, 
Keenan is a stud, but getting old, so I believe the Chargers will move off Keenan sooner rather than later. Love the show. My philosophy would be in the draft, if I don't need a quarterback, would always tend to gravitate toward O-lineman or D-lineman. I don't think you can ever go wrong. And if you had the chance to draft Jordan Davis, I don't think you would because I think he's going to end up going in the top probably 10, 11 picks. Just, I mean, he's 350. He ran a 4-8. I mean, he, he played at Georgia. Uh, but if you did, I, I, I would take him over like Chris Olave because I would go, I can get a wide receiver later in the draft. Now thinking, I don't know if your draft picks in front of me, but you traded your second round pick for Khalil Mack. So you're not going to have a second round pick to get a wide receiver, but I would lean line. I, I just don't think you can go wrong with the line. And your 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 uh, general manager has done a good job drafting wide receivers later in the draft. I think you need a big running back. You know, I, I think that to me is a big need for you guys. Now you can get that guy in the third, fourth, fifth round, but you need a guy that you that is physical. You know, you have Austin Eckler, who's a good player, but he's small. I, I want a big like. I'm trying to think. I was going to say Najee Harris. Obviously, he's a first-round guy, but I'm trying to think of bigger backs that you can find later. They're in the league right now. Uh, I, I can't... I don't know why my brain isn't working. All the It feels like the big bruising backs are pretty high-drafted guys, but just get me some guy that can just pound the ball th- between the tackles. Uh, whenever NFL-related, I look forward to what you have to say. This is from uh, Gerard. Appreciate that. I'm a big fan of the shitty teams. New York Jets, do you think the turnaround... I like Joe Douglas, but this record since he took over is bad. Where do you think they go in the draft? Well, they have two picks pretty high, right? Because they have their own. They sucked. And then Seattle's. Uh, like I said, I, I just don't think you can go wrong with the lines. I would go D-lineman early. And I'd probably go... I mean, your guy's defense was atrocious. Now, maybe because of Zach Wilson, you guys go wide receiver with the second pick. Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, a guy like that. But I guess you go corner. Um, I mean, shit. When when you're as bad as the Jets, beside a, a pass rusher, which they obviously need. Now, granted, Carl Lawson tore his Achilles. He'd come back from that. Um, you guys just need playmakers, whether it's a sweet corner, whether it's a sweet wide receiver. You need everything, you know? It's like, you know, when you buy like a fixer-upper, it's like, where, where do we start? Doesn't matter. Knock the whole thing down. Build it back up from scratch. Long question here from Matthew. I think a very under-the-radar development this year is the way Bill Belichick is reassembling the secondary. With JC and Gilmore gone, we have seen Bill target versatile slot receivers and zone-dominant outside corners on bargain deals to replace. This represents an ideological shift from the last few years of a man dominant outside corners on the Patriots playing in a man-heavy scheme. Last year, we saw them play way more zone. God, look at this. Is this like Robert Sala? In your opinion and what you've been hearing this offseason, do you think this is a result of a more mobile new quarterback that thrives off extending plays and taking running lanes and when presented in key situations and playing a man-dominant scheme puts too much stress on the corners? This is philosophically genius. I don't. I, I haven't really thought this way. Do you expect a trend of more zone-heavy schemes to continue permeate throughout the NFL? Uh, I, I think it depends on your personnel. Because if you just sit back and play zone all day, if I know what I'm doing and I have a good quarterback, like I can pick you apart. I can nickel and dime you to death. You know, obviously in man situations, if you have a weakness on the outside, I can take deep shots. 
I can expose you in one-on-one situations. But I, I, I do think it depends on the coordinator. Just because you're quote-unquote running zone, well, if your players are robots, like I got to go to... I, I, I always hate robotic zone defenders. And I see it sometimes with the Niners when they go and prevent, like Fred Warner just drops to the middle of the field because that's his job as a middle linebacker. And he just kind of eats grass instead of being instinctual. Like you can't just like, my landmark is seven yards back, three yards over. Well, yeah, that's what they teach you on the whiteboard and in practice. But what about when the wide receiver's freelancing or the guy crossing the middle of the field? You know, I, I think the better teams expose that there is no perfect coverage. There is just good coverages against certain teams running certain plays. So I hear you. I mean, I I don't know enough about big picture. You know, Bill obviously is a schematic genius, so I wouldn't put it past him. But I think it's more that he just didn't want to pay J.C. Jackson that much money. I live in St. Louis and was never a big football guy until after the Rams left. Very into fantasy football now and mainly follow players, but need advice recommendations on a team to root for. Feel like the Chiefs would be too bandwagony. I'm also a huge fan of the Rasillopod and feel like Ryan shares similar personality. You and Ryan share personality traits. I think if you were to do a life advice portion of your pod, it would be awesome. I know you do the mailbag, which I listen to, but I think you do a segment of advice about things other sports would really be good. Other than sports would be good thought about that, but then I feel like I'm ripping off the segment. To me, that's why I always say, in this mailbag, you can you don't have to send me questions about the Jets draft. You can send me questions about anything. I don't care. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm open to talk life. Uh, not saying I have all the answers, but I'll definitely talk some life. I would say team to bandwagony, Buffalo Bills. Haven't won a Super Bowl ever. Uh, obviously, have had just crazy heartbreak. Early 90s. Last year, I mean, I think the Buffalo Bills would be a fun team. Fun quarterback, good guy, easy to root for, fun fan base. Start wearing Bills gear. I'm a Barry native, and I too lived in Walnut Creek. I won a state championship at De La Salle and ended up playing rugby at UC Berkeley. Ah, you know, a little humble brag there. UC Berkeley run by Jack Clark who is probably the most famous collegiate uh, rugby coach. And uh, they're pretty good. I had good family friends that played there. The Fries, Jason, Eric, and Chris. You might know them. I recently graduated as a hedge fund guy. See, Cal education, you, know, you get sweet jobs. And I appreciate your business and sports references. I love money, so uh, I enjoy talking about it. My question is, as a 49ers fan, why would the Niners take such a big swing and give up so much for Trey Lance when they have gone after bigger fish this year, such as Wilson, Ryan, or even Matt Stafford? What would the consequences be long if Lance doesn't play big in the near future? Follow-up question. What does the Pac-12 need to do to compete with the more dominant conferences such as the SEC and Big 12? If you would have told Kyle Shanahan that you could have just signed like a Mitch Trubisky last year, kept your draft picks, and Matt Ryan would have been available this year, that's what he would have done. He can tell, say whatever he wants, and he never have to talk about it, but that's exactly what he would have done. If he could have just got Matt Ryan for a third-round pick or even a second-round pick and kept Jimmy all through this year, that's what he would have done and not done the Trey Lance for, I, I, I mean, one million percent. Mainly, not that he doesn't like Trey Lance. He's just, he realizes it's a major project and he's trying to win every game. The Pac-12 just, y- you need to spend more money. You need to cheat. 
<laughs> I mean, you saw Fred Taylor say that Georgia paid him 50 grand. Fred Taylor went to college in the mid-90s. The SEC is pushing the envelope. They pay to play. Now, USC starting to do it. Lincoln and they're buying all these guys. And obviously, it's quote-unquote legal now. But it's still a shady business. And the SEC and the Big Ten and the Big 12 will do whatever it takes to be great at football. The, the, these institutions out west are just, we care about academics way more than sports. Which I don't, but they do. And I, I just don't think we're willing to cross the lines that they're willing to cross. Pete was, and Pete kicked the shit out of everyone for five years. But most guys aren't, you know? Chip Kelly kind of was. He brown bagged Willie Lyles, got caught, threw the guy under the bus. You got to be brown bagging if you want to win. John Wooden, uh, Google John Wooden. He had a lawyer with the last name, I think, Gilbert. They were paying players in like the 70s, you know? It's just it's how it works, you know? It's, it's why I appreciate Arizona basketball. They kind of have this Vegas feel to them. They're out in the middle of nowhere in Tucson. They've always been good at hoops. Well, hoops is the shadiest of, of the college sports because there's less inventory, right? They, they'll do whatever it takes. <laughs> yeah, they will do whatever it takes. It's why they've been consistently probably the best program out West, you know, over the last 30 years. You know, USC's had a little run. Oregon's been pretty consistent. It's, you'd say Arizona basketball or, or Oregon football. I know SC had the peak, but they've also been really shitty. I saw an I saw an SC player was like uh, one of their one of their running backs must have been talking to the media, and he was like, you know, last year if you broke the huddle and you didn't you either didn't hear the play or you didn't know what the play was, if you just ran like a swing route on a passing play, you'd be good. He's like, now that that doesn't fly anymore. You better know what's going on. It's like, what kind of ship was Clay Helton running? Oh my god. USC football, I don't think people quite realize how big of an embarrassment they were. It was pretty bad. It won't be bad for much longer. Bet $5, get $150. Continue betting the bracket with a bang. Right now, FanDuel Sportsbook is giving new customers a $150 instant bonus guarantee. That's right. You'll get $150 in bonus site credit, and all you have to do is place your first bet of $5 or more. How you bet the bracket is up to you. You can choose from the money line, totals, prop bets, and so much more. You better believe I'm hammering Duke and hammering Kansas this weekend. Plus, with cash out, the ball is in your court. So you can close out your bet whenever you want before the game is over. Join FanDuel today with promo code Colin. Then you can place your $5 bet to score $150 in bonus site credit. Guaranteed. That's promo code Colin on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. 21 and present in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in seven days. Max refund, $10. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Same game parlay available for multiple sports in all states on mobile and web. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 533-42-ARIZONA, 1-800-GAMBLER, or visit FanDuel.com slash RG, Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, Virginia, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan, Tennessee, Redline, 1-800-889-9789, Tennessee. Visit www.1800gambler.net, West Virginia. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, 
That grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. eBay Motors is here for the ride. You know what I remember about my first car? Is that the moment I got it, I wanted to improve it. Because like most 16-year-old kids, you don't exactly get a luxury automobile. So you look at it, you go, well, I need to add some speakers. I need to tint out the windows. I need to make this thing the coolest car possible so I can cruise around town with all my buddies, waving at the babes, and enjoy myself. So my favorite part of car culture when I was young was definitely the subwoofers in the back of the car. And uh, we built the boxes from scratch, had multiple 12-inch subs, and you could hear me coming from a long, long way away. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. They help you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Did you know 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites? LinkedIn's the only one I use. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Sometimes it's a struggle between buying what you want over buying what you need. But with the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can do both. You earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you can earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like those new golf clubs you've been eyeing and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a divot repair tool for after you've torn up your lawn. Let's try that again. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like workout equipment for your home, and then earn 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller to soothe your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the active cash credit card. It's ready when you are. With unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. 
Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. I'm a recent graduate of the University of Florida. That's pretty cool. And a lifelong fan of the Gators. That's badass. Question. Our new head coach, Billy Napier, worked under Nick Saban and Dabo. And once he landed a head coaching job at Louisiana Lafayette, he turned the program around from a 7-7 and record to 12-1 and last year with a 40-12 and recent uh, record during that span. He's known as an elite recruiter and through one offseason already has Florida in the lead on multiple five and four stars uh, with more momentum than Dan Mullen ever had. What are your thoughts and predictions for the future of Florida football in an increasingly competitive SEC with a athletic Anthony Richardson at quarterback? Well, I, I think you should be very bullish. One, the East. I don't actually, let me rephrase. I was going to say the East sucks. It no longer does. Georgia just won the natty. They have an elite coach in Kirby. Tennessee, Josh Heupel's pretty solid. Like, Tennessee's going to be, I don't know if they're going to be Paid Manning, T. Martin, Philip Fulmer elite, but they're going to be good. And Kentucky is good. So I would say the East, while it's not the West, right? You don't have Bama. You don't have yeah, LSU. Well, Brian Kelly's going to be good. A&M, Ole Miss, Mike Leach. It's really good, right? Auburn is solid. But I, I think the East is coming. So I, I think Billy Napier... He is, uh, when I was scouting, he worked for Jim McElwain at Colorado State. I met him really briefly. I know people really like him. He's really a high-level coach, but it's hard. You know, it's it really is. I mean, hell, Jim McElwain at Florida was going to the SEC championship game and got fired. So the expectations in the SEC, which I love, are like the NFL. You can't just go 8-4 and four and everyone's happy. People expect SEC championship bursts, and not just that, they expect you to win that game, which is sweet. I mean, I always say the SEC is the NFL light. Pays a premium. Coaches are getting a premium. It's covered, you know, a ton of people care. It doesn't get any better. It, you know, it, what's they're saying? I mean, you know, you're from there. It just means more. It's true. The football in the South means way more than it does football out here. And football is a big in the West Coast, right? But it ain't even close. We care about pro football out here. You guys care. And to me, the West Coast cares about pro football. I mean, the 49ers, one of the biggest brands in the league. Denver Broncos, when they're good, one of the biggest brands in the league. The Rams are now a powerhouse. Seattle with Russell was a huge needle mover. Uh, obviously, the Northeast with the Eagles, the Giants, and the Jets suck. But when they're good, they do huge television numbers. The Patriots, but the Steelers. But in the South, you guys just care about pro uh, college football, which is badass. Recently watched the American Underdog, the life story of Kurt Warner and his journey to the NFL. Curious to know if you've seen it and your thoughts as well as your opinion on Kurt Warner as a player. I have not seen the movie, but I, I, I think he's probably one of the most unique stories in the history of sports, right? The guy graduated college in 1994. He bounced around in the arena league on practice squads as a third stringer. And then he became the NFL MVP when Trent Green tore his ACL five years later. I, I'm trying to think who that, that'd be like, not even, because Mitch Trubisky started a bunch of games. Think about a player who got like, it'd be like Christian Hackenberg, but not even, because he played at Northern Illinois or whatever. Where'd he play? Northern Iowa? I just don't think we'll ever see it again. Multiple MVPs. He won a Super Bowl. He went to another. He's in the Hall of Fame after, I don't think he started till he was like 29, 30 years old. 
right? If he graduated in 94 and then six years later, five, five and a half years later in late 99, so if he's 23 years old, I mean, he's 28, 29, 30 years old. It's an incredible story. Uh, I mean, elite quick release, good arm, accurate, perfect for that scheme. I just think he's a one-off. I mean, we just, they're just, this is not happening again. Because even like Jim Plunkett, who resurrected his career with the Raiders and won Super Bowls in like the 80s after being a Heisman Trophy guy drafted high in the early mid-70s. Again, he was the Heisman Trophy winner. You know, Kurt Warner played at a small school. No one knew who he was. It's just, I mean, it's why sports are so cool. Uh, What's up with the disrespect for the Titans organization? We get it, Ryan Tannehill isn't going to win the Super Bowl, but the fact that the Colts get Matt Ryan and all of a sudden are going to win the division is a pretty wild take by most of the media. Titans have added Bobby Therese, that's Robert Woods, and Austin Hooper, and most likely will draft another wide receiver to give Tannehill weapons. They were a number one seed last year with multiple injuries, and their defense is drastically underrated in the best safety combination in the league, a top 10 pass rushing group. This guy's fired up. Colts seem to have a desperate owner on the verge of a breakdown, a GM who's massively overrated. He has a 41-40 and record with no tight division titles or playoff wins and a coach who's supposed to be a quarterback guru, yet they've cycled through five straight years with a new starting quarterback. Uh, I hear you. Don't fucking sleep on John Robinson and Mike Vrabel. Those guys are uh, those guys are winners. So I'm with you. Ballard, who I like. I think Ballard's really good, but their quarterback situation is what it is. It's been a revolving door. I think we have to agree Matt Ryan is an upgrade and should stabilize that position. But until they win the division, which the Titans now have won, what, three straight years? Like Mike Vrabel, when you say Mike Vrabel, just say winner. When you say Mike Vrabel, you just say badass. When you say Frank Reich, you go, oh, yeah, it's the guy that was the assistant coach on the Eagles staff. That's the guy that filled in when Josh McDaniels quit. You don't be like, oh, all he's done in, with Indy. No. Chris Ballard has done a good job of drafting, right? He drafted a guard sixth overall. We all thought he was nuts. The guy's a Hall of Famer. He traded for Buckner, the 13th overall pick. I thought he was nuts. Buckner's been unreal. Darius Leonard in the second round. Like he's, he doesn't coach the team. Now, it's his job to find the quarterback. Ursay, you know, is a nut job. But, yeah, I mean, the Titans are the team to beat. I'm, I'm a Titans guy. I'm a J-Rob guy. I'm a Vrabel guy. I'm not a Tannehill guy, but I'm a Derrick Henry guy. Um, I'm a huge Nashville guy. Big dreams of uh, owning a pad there one day. Just just love that fucking place. Been there once. Um, had the time of my life. Which bottom six teams do you think could have a breakout next year? Jaguars? No. Lions? No. Texans? Probably not. Jets? No. Panthers? No. Giants? No. None of them. I guess the Panthers, if somehow they figured out their quarterback situation... Feels unlikely. To me, the Texans are just in complete rebuild mode. The Lions stink. The Jags, their division's not bad. I mean, the Jets are, or the like you said, the Texans, they're just feisty. The Colts and Titans are just way better. Now, Doug is a huge upgrade from Fraud Meyer, but I don't like any. I, I think all these teams are just continuing to kind of reset and rebuild. Mike from Philly. Been listening to your pods for a month now and like a lot of your opinions in regard to NFL stories. Appreciate it, buddy. I'm a lifelong Steelers fan, and my question is, if given the choice between Mitch or Baker at quarterback, who are you taking? Baker Mayfield's a better player. Uh, So I think Mitch is a much better guy. Mitch is just, 
a normal, likable player. Baker clearly rubs people the wrong way, whether it's ego, whether it's false bravado, whether it's arrogance. I don't know. But to me, Mitch, people like him. Baker, clearly, it's very hit or miss on that. No one's ever said they Mitch is not mature, right? Uh, but Baker is dramatically better. Mitch is not an accurate player. Mitch does not have great touch. There are throws that Mitch Trubisky simply does not make. Now, did Brian Dayball and the Bills just fix him overnight? Doubt it. But if they did, then it'll be pretty impressive. Ultimately, when healthy, Baker's just a much better thrower of the football. Now, Mitch, better athlete, can move, uh, you know, has some positives that Baker does not, but ultimately you get paid in the league to throw the ball. And I just do not trust when Mitch drops back to throw the ball to the right spot. I've been a big Eagles fan all my life. Howie Roseman's been pretty bad making first-round draft picks. How do you think we should attack the upcoming draft? Also, I see rumors about us trading for Devontae Parker. Uh, I think Devontae Parker's solid. I'd be lying if I said I've studied much Miami Dolphins film and Devontae Parker. But he's clearly resurrected his career the last couple of years. Um, not sure his contract status. But, you know, I, clearly how they wanted Calvin Ridley. And then it turns out Calvin Ridley was, you know, slinging bets at the local MGM and got suspended a year. If they would have drafted or traded uh, like a second round pick for Calvin Ridley, they would have been in really good shape. I mean, Calvin Ridley with Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard and Miles Sanders, that's pretty good. And their offensive line, it's pretty nasty offense. Uh, I, I think that. I think they're going to draft well. I, I know the Jalen Rager pick, they'd like a do-over, but last year they drafted well. Devontae Smith's going to be a stud. Landon Dickerson's a stud. You don't hit on every pick. You know, you, you just don't. I think if they hit on two of these three picks, they're, they're in great shape. They have a good offensive and defensive line. If you have a good offensive and defensive line and just a capable quarterback, I don't love Jalen, but I, I do appreciate his work ethic and his drive and how much he cares. But... Their O-line's good. Their D-line's good. And if they hit on two of these three players, they're in good shape. Hey, John, love the pod. How did you start your career? And what was your early steps you had to take to make it all happen? Wanted to learn how to become someone like you involved in the sports industry. Well, you basically give up your 20s. You don't make much money. You work all the time. One thing when you work in sports, whether you're a diehard football guy, basketball guy, you don't... This isn't a Monday through Friday, nine to five gig. And like my friends that went to real estate or, you know, finance or whatever, like you, you don't get a hundred grand coming out of college. You ain't making six figures more than likely in your twenties. So you don't make any money. You work a shitload. Now, if you know what you're doing, as you turn the corner in your thirties, opportunities arise. But the number one thing I would say to any young person, if it's what you want to do, you got to put all your chips in the middle of the table and just grind, grind in your 20s. Now, for me, I, I kept doing... I didn't make that much money even into my early 30s. And then it kind of popped the last three or four years. But, you know, it's... It, whatever, quote-unquote, financial success or success of people listening to the podcast or whatever, I, I would say this did not happen overnight. It's something that I've been doing since 07. You know? 07 to like 2015, 16, 17... Just swinging my pick, digging ditches, the equivalent. I mean, obviously, it's talking, watching sports. It's not that hard. I mean, hard jobs is working construction. Hard jobs. My dad was a farmer. Get on the hoeing crew. 
in the middle of summer at 112 degrees and do that for 12 straight hours. Like that's hard work. This is fucking easy. This is this is cakewalk, you know? This is white collar work at its finest. Uh but you got to put in the time. And the time equity is the game changer. It's why it's hard to f- do it like get into it later. You know? My credibility was built because I worked in the NFL and college football and those were, you know, five and a half years of making nothing working insane hours and giving up all my time. No girlfriend. I mean, I dated a little bit, but no like no life outside of that. I wasn't going to Spain for vacation. You know, I wasn't heading to Cancun. You're just, I couldn't do it now. But looking back, I was so invested. I, I didn't even see another option. You know, so I, I had to do it when I was young. And luckily it worked out. Or it's, it's working out. We'll see, you know, could change... What did uh, Denzel say after Will Smith slapped Chris Rock? The devil comes for you right when you're on top. I'm not saying that I'm on top by any means. <laughs> I don't feel at all. I don't even feel close to arriving. I, I feel like I'm just just starting like anyone should. You know, a lot of people like if you would have told me 20 years old, a guy that's 37, how old I feel so young. If you're 20, you know, how young, you know how much life you have, you know how many opportunities you have to fail. I'd say the best thing that ever happened to me for sure was failing, getting fired. I, I tell people, I mean, getting fired is by far the best thing that ever happened to me in football and then radio. Changed my life. You don't fail, you learn. Isn't that the old adage? Which it doesn't sound, it doesn't feel like that at the time. But usually looking back, it's the best area for growth. Try things, invest a lot of time when you're young and just see what happens. And you don't know. I mean, I'm not a big like mapping out my life. I'm just kind of go with the flow guy, but be all in when I'm go with the flow would be probably a little loose, but just, you know, just quote unquote, be where your feet are. That's, I know it's cheesy, but just focus on what you're doing and do the best job and good things will happen. If you, if you try hard, adios, have a good weekend. Peace. Are you looking for the hottest gambling advice out there? Check out the Moneyline Monaco podcast powered by FanDuel. Every weekday, our guy Alex Monaco will give you his best bets, including game picks, props, same game parlays, and much more. Monaco is in another groove and has won nearly 60% of his bets all time. So don't miss your chance to make some money by downloading the Moneyline Monaco wherever you get your podcasts, only on the Volumes Podcast Network. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. 
Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.